Welcome to Revitalizing the Declining Church with Dr. Desmond Barrett, brought to you by the Eastern Kentucky District Center for Church Revitalization, a center that envisions to partner with churches and her leaders to strategize, strengthen, and discern the spirit of God's will for the local church. Welcome to episode 48 of Revitalizing Declining Church. I'm your host, Dr. Desmond Barrett. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about three ways to prepare to reconnect with the community. In many parts of the United States, schools are preparing to open. With the onset of a new school year, church activities seem to regain a little bit of momentum after summer vacations and sporting events that have kept people away. As families begin to reconnect with the local church, they're going to soon realize that she is far different than when the last time they attended. The sights, the sounds, and even the smells might be the same, but it's clear that something is missing, and that something is people. During the pandemic and the summer vacation season, a laissez-faire attitude has engulfed religious life. I know in my church, maybe in your church, but in churches, the Big C Church worldwide, it's happening. It has widened the, the caverns of those who believe and attend church and those who believe and find God in daily activities and don't attend church. So what is a church supposed to do to win back these lost converts? The church has to remain committed to winning the lost. Those formerly part of your church and those who have never been part of your church are the lost. And they do that and you do that by being Christ in all situations. I don't know about you, but the month of July has been pretty rough on my church. It seems that week in and week out, there's people missing, big swaths of people. And then one week, we'll see a crop of people that we haven't seen in two weeks, and then they disappear for two weeks, and another group comes in. Maybe that's happening in your church. I want you to be encouraged today. God has a plan. And so as we look at three ways to prepare to reconnect with the community, Let's let's go into the dive into the first one. And the first one is this. Pray for the harvest. As a pastor, I pray for those without a spiritual home within my city as the world's population reaches 8 billion people. And I'm cognizant that a little over 2 billion of them identify as Christians. But it says to me the church has more work to do. When I see an empty chair in the sanctuary, right? When I because I'm I'm looking at this 8 billion and then the 2 billion, but now I'm looking at my local church, okay? And when I see an empty chair in the sanctuary, I see it as an opportunity to share the gospel with someone outside the church's walls and invite them to attend a service and fill that chair. So I realize people are missing. I realize that it's empty. I realize what it does to my my spiritual psyche as I try to get up there and preach. And maybe it's happening to you in your own local church where you've stood in your, your sanctuary and you thought, my goodness, God, this is what I'm called to? These handful of people? And so what I've had to do is I look at the chair and maybe in your situation, you look at the pew and you see that it's empty. And it's a reminder that you and I have to pray for a harvest. If your people are not going to do it, if if your church board is not going to do it, then you have to do it, Pastor. You have to lead. And I want you to review the population numbers in your own local community and ask yourself, does the attendance in a weekly service represent even 1% of the community in which you serve as pastor? What about trying to win 1% of that population, one person at a time? We often think we need to win everyone. And I got to tell you, 
I, I, that would be nice. And I would say, praise God, if I was in your shoes. But let's be honest. It's not going to be done. But that can be, and it can be daunting. The, the, the task of winning converts becomes easier when you break down the mental barriers and we, we place our, on ourselves and um, we begin to see each interaction throughout our day as an opportunity to win the loss one conversation at a time. God has not left the church, but many churches are rejecting Christ through their secular lens and spiritual independence and worldly viewpoints. While there are many professing Christians, there are not nearly enough active Christians to fill the empty seats and pews in churches today. So the church can either lament the loss of attendees, or they can begin to pray for the lost and do something about it by sharing the gospel. Christ has called you, Christ has called the church to live as part of the world, but many choose to be the world. If the church is going to win the loss, they have to be about cultivating the harvest and not acting like the world around them. The prayer movement in many churches is dead. To think two or three minutes on a Sunday morning is enough for a Christ follower to understand the value of prayer? Man, the church is already lost. Prayer is not a part-time thing that Christians do. It has to be a lifestyle of living in a prayerable spirit as you go about your day. God values small and these large prayers that we all have. As you seek to move your concerns into the hands of Christ, he will return them with a peace that will pass all understanding. Prayer sets the pattern of seeking and then winning the lost. I have found in my own ministry that during the hardest seasons of life, it's a struggle to pray. But it's in those seasons when I'm on empty that God reaches me like never before because I'm open. I'm not working on Desmond's power. I'm working truly on empty. And I need God. And maybe today in your church, you need God. You're working on empty. God sees you. God hears your prayers. God values you. God is going to resource your local church to become better. But you got to pray. You got to pray for the harvest. The second thing is, is you got to plan to move forward into the future. It has been said that we are called to leave the past behind. In reality, it is far easier said than done when the past looks rosier than the present circumstances. We've become a church, and when I talk about the church, I'm talking about the big C church. We've become the hero worship of the past, and it stalls the church, and then it blocks the forward momentum of the present because all we're doing is wanting to recapture the past. To recapture the forward progress to advance the gospel down the spiritual field, church leaders like yourself have to celebrate the past, but move on and to see where God is at work today. God has a new plan for your church. If the church is willing to seek God's will over your will, boy, great days are ahead. The church can move forward with a clear set of values that will govern everything that they do if the church, if the people are willing to surrender their dreams to be God's dreams. The downturn since this pandemic's beginning has created an optimum time to recapture what is essential. Let me say that again. It's an optimum time to recapture what is essential and to eliminate the things that have outlived their usefulness. This might be painful, friends. It might be painful for your people. But this exercise, 
This painful exercise is vital if the church is going to eliminate the programs and power bases holding the church back from accomplishing the missional objective for today. Once the leadership has moved the church through the elimination stage, you got to move quickly to capture the forward momentum by laying out two or three or even one new plan that God has for your church. If a leader delays in this stage, the power vacuum left by the elimination of programs will be filled by people that will take the God vision back in time instead of moving it forward and the negative people will take over. Fear over progress will take hold. But God has a plan. God has a purpose for your ministry. And you have to plan to move forward with an aggressive timetable that celebrates the past, presents future programs, and processes the goals that have been laid forth to meet where God is already at work. The third thing, proceed by moving from talking to action. Friends, I've been in too many business meetings to see items and plans talk to death never to see the light of day. In the darkness of past dreams, never fulfilled, lied, lies the forces of evil that have delayed and then talked to death the God dreams for the local church. As the church enters this new season in her life, this optimum time of moving forward, you got to see it as an opportunity to move from talking to action. What dreams, I want you to ask yourself, what dreams has God laid on my heart? Ask yourself that question. What partnerships are waiting to be fulfilled in your community? What hopes lay just outside of reach from being accomplished because fear has set in? The church of Jesus Christ is alive, friends. And because you are alive and well, the scripture is alive and well. And if you will listen to what God has, God can use you. God always used a remnant of believers to complete his work. And I believe today, not only in in word, but deep in my spirit, he wants to do that with your local church. Instead of lamenting the loss of people, see the promise of God and the people that you have, and then commit to the plans that God has given you and that God wants you to accomplish. Now more than ever, friends, the established church is needed as a haven from a hostile world outside our doors. That means you're on the front line. But it does not mean that the church sits back and surrenders. Instead, God is calling you God is calling his church to advance outside the church walls to win the lost one conversation, one volunteer hour, one donation at a time. I got to tell you, I am more optimistic today about the future of the church, the big C church, as the church moves from talking about the problems of the community to solving them through action. Why? Because I believe God has called us for this time in this place to minister to our people, to share the good news, to go outside the four walls of the church, to volunteer and to donate time, talent, and treasure. Why? Because God has a perfect plan for your church, for the local church, the established church, and the leadership that you are providing but you have to be willing to pray, to plan, and to proceed in connecting with the neighborhood outside your front doors. If you can do that, then you will reconnect with your community and you will capture the imagination and the hearts of the people with the gospel of Jesus Christ.
Thank you for joining me today on Revitalizing the Declining Church. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with your colleague? How about on social media? Why don't you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss it the next time it comes out. From the Eastern Kentucky District Center for Church Revitalization, this has been Dr. Desmond Barrett reminding you to stay prayed up and keep pressing forward. God is on your side.